Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. It is part two of the championship winning series. And this week, we look back on our championship win once again. We catch up with the big kahuna, Sean Millicamp. And uh, of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. Lads, 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 lads. Part two of Hello, 74 <laughs> of these We Are Still Winners podcast. This is uh, the championship winning series that never ends. Long may it continue. <laughs> on and on and on. <laughs> heroes never die. Uh, speaking of heroes, let's dive right into it with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, now that you have had some time to reflect on the win, what does the win mean to each of you? Thought-provoking Fred. Yeah, yeah, very pensive. It's going to get sentimental uh, in here very I like quickly. this Fred. <laughs> very I like this Fred. philosophical Fred this week. Yeah. Mm. Um, a fucking hell of a lot. Yeah, it's ruined, <laughs> yeah. It's ruined me a little bit, actually, Fred. Thanks for that. In short, yes, what, what he said. Um, yeah, I mean, it's got to mean a lot, doesn't it? I mean, it's it's you will hear it. Uh, in the future, thanks to the editing. <laughs> the, magic, the magic of podcasting. <laughs> the magic of uh, podcasting. But, um, yeah, I think it's probably fair to say that based on what we saw in Parramatta, that this is not a rugby league heartland or city or town or whatever you want to call it anymore. It's obviously very big, and, and but I think this has to be the turning point for the coast and for football on the coast to be like the Mariners are here, you know. 17 years later, whatever it is. But like we've mentioned lots of times, we didn't, I don't, you know, we never really capitalized on our success early on. And this has to be the start of, you know, whatever you want to call it, regen number two. It's, it's, this is like our second coming, our second chance to cement our place, you know, in the community and, and to really build on it. Um, I think it, it's, it's huge. It's huge for football on the coast. I think, I think we've got the, do we, do we have the second biggest numbers in terms of registered players? Mm. In the country, I think it's in the country yeah. off the very top of my head. That's that's huge. There yeah. is a base there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's already a base there at Mariners fans. Now we just have to get the rest of them in. Mm-hmm. All the ones that we saw at the Adelaide game, all the ones that we saw there at the grand final, and I'm sure there's plenty more who will be looking at that and we're watching it on TV elsewhere, and you know, sort of going, "That looks like fun. I should go next season." And that that's what it has to do. It's it's, it's yeah, it's 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 huge, and I think it's it's made more special by obviously by the way that we've gone about it and, and having locals in there, you know, like even as me, as like a 30-year-old, to see 19 and 20-year-olds running around locally in that team as a part of a championship win, like that's awesome. It doesn't get much better than that, you know. Like I have a son and, and for, for him to have someone to look up to like that and say, look, well, there's the academy, there's the pathway for me to go through, how good's that? Mm. Like, that means everything. Whenever go, Josh? No, you can go. <laughs> you can go. You've got the experience. <laughs> you want me to sook before you do, is that? As in, you're old. <laughs> Thanks for that. No, no, Fred has ruined me a little bit there because, <laughs> well, for me, I thought it was sort of like about winning football games and my team and all of those things. But the thing that struck me the most was how proud I felt of the coast and coasties in general and and of who we are in front of, you know, the rest of the A-League sort of clientele, a bit like what Sean was saying. We we 
got past having something to prove anymore. We're, we are who we are and we can do it our way and we're okay to be proud of that. And what um, other stage do we get to show ourselves? None. No, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, no other sport, no other – there's nothing really else major that stands out as a coaster to be like, hey, here's a platform to express yourself yeah. and to be proud yeah. of where you come from. And we can be proud of that now and uh, I, that is the acute bit for me because for the last, you know – probably 18 years, but definitely, you know, 13 or 14 years since I suppose I got serious about volunteering and being involved around the club and things, then every day of my life is fans asking or people asking me about the Mariners. So that can be that someone asked me about the Mariners and we just lost 8-2 and that hurts. Mm. And and it did hurt and it still hurts. Um, but now people ask me every day about the Mariners and I am like, come and ask me about the Mariners, someone, <laughs> please. Would you like to know about the Mariners, sir? Because <laughs> I will tell you all day about the Mariners right now if that's what you want to know. We'd like to speak to you regarding your car's extended warranty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah. That's You're ringing a bell in the middle of the town square. <laughs> Pretty much. And so, so yeah, that, that, that is what it means to me. It's is the excitement now of wanting to speak to people about the Mariners yeah. and people wanting to speak to me about it people know who, what i represent around the mariners so you know it's it's more so that i can actually want to have that conversation and enjoy it and enjoy it for all the right reasons so that's how it affected me i think it's kind of summed up more back to your point boise there about you know and and, and future sean's point as well about this no longer <laughs> being a, a rugby league heartland um there was a, a statement i saw on the ccmfans.net forum uh from patient mariner patient mariner says local primary school teacher here the number of kids playing football on the Oval over the last three days pretending to be Jason Cummings has been incredible to see. Normally, they're playing league pretending to be like at a car. Uh, you and the boys have inspired a new generation of Mariners fans. Thank you for everything that you've done for the club and for saving us in our darkest hours. Uh, that was a statement directed to Sean there. Um, and, you know, fair play. He, mm. he really did. And we can see that as well. You know, Even in the Bay, even what we saw at the grand final, there's a hundred percent a new generation there Massively. that yeah. uh, starting to grow up and really have them sort of formative years with a good football team to follow. It makes it? such a difference because <laughs> <laughs> you know I started supporting myself in in day one. You know, fifteen years old at the time when when the Mariners formed, mm. um, and it was easy the first season yeah. because we were good. Yeah, for first you we know, were good two most three seasons, seasons yeah. back then, yeah. weren't we? Yeah. Like, we were very we, good. We had a we had a bit of a decline in uh, in Laurie McKenna's first uh, fo- sorry final year, I should say. Yeah. And and sorry to cut you off, but oh, I, like right. the I so my mum signed us up because I was eleven mm. when the league started or whatever. And that third season, when I was thirteen ish or something like that, it actually got to the point where she had to drag me along. Oh right, yeah. I remember I remember having a phone call with a gun. Uh, don't know I if I could be bothered. That season, pretty sure it was that, that season. Yeah, it couldn't have been that what one. What was whichever one Laurie's final season? That would have been season, to go downhill. Yeah, season four. I Possibly think. that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I, I remember very yeah distinctly having that sort of conversation with her on the phone, and you know she was like, "Well, I've already paid for your membership, so you're coming." <laughs> so it was, but it was, it was, it was a case of well, I was at that age. Well, it's not exciting. We're not that great. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm. And but. So for now, for kids that are around that age to have a good team to follow mm. with locals in there, I mm. mean, it makes all the difference. All the difference. I remember most of my most of my weekly salary used to go on uh, my Mariners membership because I was working at Hungry Jacks at the time, making five dollars eighty two an hour. Hey, Chase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a while. It's a while ago. That's a bit of a throwback. Yeah, yeah. Working the old overnight shift so I could get that little bonus, the overtime, and uh, put it all towards Mariners and uh, match day and the merch and everything as well. Uh, yes, surprisingly, I do have Mariners merch. Believe it or not. No. Yeah. Well, I don't believe it. Lies. Yeah, I'm surprised. <laughs> Just because I don't wear it on match day, I had to wear my lucky shirt, <laughs> my lucky chinos, my lucky lucky undies, socks, and shoes as well. So it worked. I wasn't leaving anything to chance. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, I'm sure though there'll be plenty of kids that age now doing the same. Yeah. They'll be buying the Champions merch. They'll be buying their favourite plays mm. T-shirt. They'll be buying the Marvin plushie, which you know again you'll hear about in the future. But um, it's that's that new base as well as the older base, which I guess we are now a part of, is there. Yeah. It's there. You're so a bit of a fair weather fan though, weren't you, Boise? <laughs> at one point, yeah. You run 100%. for the hills. Like it's only about a year or so after we made a grand final. I was back, baby. Bearing in mind we lost. Yeah. But a full kit, everything. <laughs> you, you were back? Yeah, okay. Because I think some of these guys have had it even harder. Um, oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> just putting that there. Fair weather. Yeah, I don't know. We still turned up every week. And, you know, yeah, I think um, that's um, – the 8-2 losses don't hurt anywhere near as much as they did. A lot of that's been washed away from, True. from this season and last season as well, but particularly this season as well where... It almost makes the story better yeah, when you look back on it now. It does. It, it raises does. an in- interesting point because we spoke, we will speak with Sean about the, <laughs> the, club's, <laughs> the club's lowest ebb and we asked him what he thought was mm. that moment. For me, it was the moment that I stood in the stands in tears because Josh Rose was being farewelled mm. in a way that I thought was yeah. disgraceful. Oh, that oh, was the lowest that point was tough. for me. That was hard to do. Yeah. And I still it still makes me emotional to think about it. Because mm. that was tough. Because he was I one, loved Rosie. One of our Rosie best. was one of my favourites. Mm. And and I think at his height was a fantastic left back. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for for his time to end here like that was just not what he deserved at all. One of Jacob Farrell's favourite players actually as well. Someone that Faz modelled his game on. It shows. Mm, (laughs) It does. But it was just something that I felt, you know, that we had let him down, let ourselves down. Mm. It was embarrassing. It was disgraceful. I wasn't really um, emotional, like upset about it. I was angry Mm. in a way um, Mm. that, that we could put ourselves in that position, that we were in that position that night. So, um, but now back on the positive things Mm. um i have over the years had plenty of people who i've tried to get signed up as members around the club etc and so i I have one who i got him to sign up so i don't know how many of his um kids maybe three or four of them so a whole family thing going there for a while it was not long after we won the grand final i had pushed the button on him a little bit for a couple of years before that and he finally did it but then he got to got to a point there somewhere along the line where he said to me one day when I asked him about it, look, I, I can't get the kids to go. Like, mm. The team is too bad. They last every year. The kids won't go. I can't keep doing it. We're not going to do it. I saw him before the game um, when we played Adelaide at home mm. um, when we had the sellout and he was absolutely glowing about the club. And then I ran into him again at the grand final um, behind the bay there at food shops or whatever and same thing. He was basically chewing my ear off with his you know glowing praises of who we are and what we're doing and how easy how the kids were bashing the door down to want to be at the grand final etc so so yeah there's a huge kid market there that has is just at the start of the tap now and long may it flow I say, wow! 
Let's have a look at all things Mariners outside of the grand final. Uh, we do have other stuff to talk about, I suppose, <laughs> from time to time. Um, during the week, or just after we recorded last week as well, go figure. Always happens. It always happens. Always happens. Thanks, guys. Um, so probably expecting another one tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, we saw the news Nectar Triantis uh, has officially sealed his big move to Sunderland. Well deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hard to you know say anything but positives about that. Good move for him too, I think, from mm-hmm. a standard point of view. Physically, he'll be fine, obviously. We always uh, sort of worry <laughs> about players going over too early as well, and I don't feel that at all with, with Nectar. Um, I think this is a great move for him as well. Um, by all reports, Sunderland uh, have a good emphasis on on bringing through youth mm. as well, So, and, and I think physically he'll be very, very well suited to the championship. Yeah. And a good emphasis of playing out from the back, apparently, just from what mm. I've read. I have no idea. Don't watch Sunderland every week, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I just wait for the Netflix docos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we're going to get to stay across, stay across what Nectar's doing by watching Netflix. Yes, hopefully it will be positive. Well, they've just they've just wrapped up season three. I'm pretty sure they were Ooh. they were recording it this season. So now they're going to have to go and do it another season. Oh, Fair no. call. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really good. And there was it was announced by us and them. I think as an undisclosed uh, fee, but mm. the the rumor is around five hundred ish. Is that Australian dollars? I think. Yeah, so I've I've heard both. I've heard five hundred sterling, but um, and I heard three hundred. I'm hearing now three hundred sterling, which is about five hundred yeah. AUD. So yeah, yeah. I so mean, I mean, the, it's a steal. It's a steal, hundred percent. But knowing our history now, I'm sure there's some big sell-on clauses in there. So I, I think for people to question it a bit too much is obviously a bit uh, too early. It'll be all about that next move that he makes when he goes for. X amount of millions, hopefully. I'm um, hoping it's not just sell-ons as well, because you can yeah. put in, you know, international appearances or mm. X amount of international appearances or a fee per international appearance up to mm. X amount. So hopefully we've got smart and sort of structured it in that way as well. Yeah, which is something we never used to do because mm. we never really sold players to clubs like that. So, or <laughs> <laughs> well, we at least we didn't for a long time. But yeah, it's a it's an awesome move uh, for him. And although annoyingly, a little bit of a, a tangent, but it's going to be hard to watch yeah. next season now. Bean, etc. is all gone from KO. So we're going to have to sign up to Bean separately to watch it. Or pirate. Sell as high seas. Go to high seas. But Bean remains on Fox Platinum. Mm. Does it? I think so. No, I think they're dropping it. I think it's gone altogether. No! Yeah. Yeah. So there's next to... Well, there is no football on KO. Or Fox. So it's now VPNs and... Do they still have or the club is channels? MLS, is MLS ESPN? I can't remember. I think they have the odd game of MLS. It's very limited in short. It's very limited football on KO from next season. You can still say there's no football on KO. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty some, much. some little Argentinian bloke going over to the MLS yeah, this season. I hear never it. heard of him. Not a big deal. Not, not as big a deal as this anyway, Triantis no, Sunderland. Definitely not. Definitely mm. not. But no, yeah, super happy for him. And I, I think he'll – I mean, hopefully based off the season he's had, we'll walk straight into that side. Yeah. So. Good chance for heaps of minutes, for yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah. Getting, Socceroos call up on getting, the horizon. Getting anything at all for a player who's 20 years old, never played in the A-League before until this year mm. and has been developed from nothing to mm. this, mm. that is a steal for That's, us. It's, it good, might it's be, good business. It might be a steal for them as, as well in the fullness of time we'll find out. But right now that's an absolute steal for us as well, well especially and, if there's any additionals later. Yeah, and I mean who got the biggest deal? Us, us getting him on a free and then – 
the role he played in a championship <laughs> or Sunderland. Poor <laughs> <laughs> no. So cheers uh, to Sydney and Wanderers for <laughs> that nice handball that we will gladly take. Yoink. <laughs> yeah, I bet they were happy about it up until last week. Mm-hmm. And he could easily be playing in the Premier League in the season Very after. near future. Next season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, got, oh, yeah. he's got all the attributes there to 100% do it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Wanderers, Wanderers fans have been crying foul about us stealing their players um, over the last over the last year or so. But you look back at the, on the article that I think you posted in the group chat, Luke, about um, Marco Rudan, um, mm. how he used to sit in the car park uh, at 5.30 in the morning. Stalk the players almost. Legitimately sit in the car park at 5.36 o'clock in the morning and watch the players get out of their car. He's so yeah. weird. And Fancies watch their himself as a psych, but it's the wrong psych. I think he's a just psychopath. a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and speaking of psychopaths, obviously Eddie Bosnar is uh, <laughs> what uh, a segue. Sporting, <laughs> sporting director or something. Yeah. And, you know, we know a story of a former Wanderer who was here at one point, mm-hmm. won't name, but an, an incident that happened at the Wanderers with one of the staff mm-hmm. um, and if that was to happen in a normal workplace oh, it's grounds for termination there's yeah. some serious issues there'd be police called and yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. there was a very clear reason why that player ended up here and got away from the Wanderers mm. and, and I'm sure that story would have spread and there's probably another reason why a number of other players have also left the well, the reason the, the reason that <laughs> altercation happened um, or incident happened uh, was because that player had signed for us and had been banned from training mm. with the first team or the reserves, had to train on his own totally. That seems like a healthy atmosphere. Mm, yeah. You know, <laughs> just, yeah, in, insane. And and then, yeah, they whinge and cry foul. Well, you know, mm. maybe treat your players better. Chuck I suppose feel, that with Monty. I, I've got yeah. a feel for yeah. Christo who's down there who's one of the genuinely nicest guys in football as well. He's got to have his hands sort of tied in a lot of ways and, um, you know, what he did on the weekend to, to beat Sydney United 6-3 is uh, is nothing short of astounding. Mm. Um, so full credit to him for that. But um, And shout out, Christo, if, you, if you're listening as well. Um, but um, it doesn't it doesn't sound healthy. No. 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 So I mean, you to be honest, any, any environment that has Mark Rudin in it can't be healthy. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> imagine with Eddie and Rudin in the same place, the crazy eye-off. Oh, my oh. God. Like the crazy eye-off would be like who's, frightening. Who's stalking who? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yes. I'll stalk you harder. No, I'll stalk you harder. <laughs> I'll see your crazy eyes. I'll raise you another couple of bigger ones, baby. <laughs> I've got a 512 megabyte USB. Yeah, well, I've got a one terabyte USB. <laughs> I left Constant. mine in McDonald's. You only left yours in Hungry Jacks. <laughs> Constant measuring. Constant measuring. Yeah. yeah, yeah. as you say, Josh, juxtapose that with uh, the environment that we've got up here with Monty and Serge and also a bus in the, uh, in the academy there as well. Yeah, the boys... <laughs> it's a little bit of a better environment. Yep. We saw the uh, the wrap up of uh, probably one of the only good things to to come out of the the broadcast deal this season. Uh, <laughs> the A League's All Access wrapped up after the grand final, of course. And uh, what an episode this oh. was! What a way to relive it, huh? I'm saving that so video good. for whenever I'm in a bad mood. I've had a bad day. Just whack that on, and I'll be good. Yeah, yep. you might want to actually see if you can find a way to download it though, because yep. I'm sure there's going to be a way that Paramount uh, stop us from watching it. Yeah, it'll. it'll you can't even screen record on the app on your phone. Yeah, it won't let you do it. I mean that's. Probably fair enough because copyright and blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's, um, that's probably the only I reckon instead of programming pause and rewind, 
they've spent all their budget <laughs> blocking yeah. you from screen recording. <laughs> Ensuring you can't take a piece of it. Yes, <laughs> got you. Because you can screen record on an uh, NPL TV, but you can also pause and rewind. Um, you can yep. screen record on KO. Um, you can't on the Netflix app, I don't think. Good old Paramount. It's like they're living in... 2018, <laughs> <laughs> with like, full permission of the APL. Oh uh, yes, you can yeah. still you can still pause and rewind on in 2018 though. Yes, that's that's right. I mean the the highlight of the episode outside the obvious has to be the Jamison stuff. <laughs> I mean from the from the the incident inverted commas in the warm up, mm. um, which Monty mentioned last week mm-hmm. um, about them coming into our half during the warm ups. Just that unspoken rule about it's just something that you don't sort of do and and i mean i'm all for andy banal and for sergio to get get fired up i was just it was in their heads it was in their heads and then for jamison to come over and then to start to blow up like that and then the speech that he gave before the game (laughs) oh god it's just like let's do business we're killers and then all right guys i'll see you on the bench Actually, You're not going to get inspired way, by that. The way the episode mm. kicked off actually made me chuckle as well when he's like, it's not that cold, is it? And he takes his jacket off and he's like, can you go put that on the bench for me? Yeah. <laughs> is that the butler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's where I'm going to be spending my entire night. <laughs> oh, it was – and just to have that in video form permanently is mm. fantastic. <laughs> I love seeing the halftime in the city dressing room. That was yep. a beaten team at halftime and Rado with the their two midfielders are uh, bullying us. Nisbet the bully. Nisbet Absolutely the bully. <laughs> Nisbet the bully. How dare you. How dare you? <laughs> Maxi. Big baby and uh, Mr. Nice Guy, yeah. Maxi Ballard. <laughs> Absolute bullies, you guys. Bossing their bloody imports that have just left. It was it was very uh, Carl Vitt. In Adelaide, it was Battle yeah, Access yeah. episode at halftime. It was like that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not running mm. through a brick wall for that speech. No, even yeah. the, even the um, even, even the pregame the one. Pregame, yeah. yeah. Like I'm not. I'm not getting out of bed for that. No, but <laughs> Monty's speech, both pregame and at halftime, I'd be fired up. They were great. Perfect. I was ready to go for a fucking marathon. Yeah, <laughs> no, were, it I don't do running. Yeah, it, was it wasn't the over the top, but it was. It was you know precise and to the point. But even the pregame one about you know go out there. And enjoy yourselves. There was mm. none of that in the city one. It was the body no. language for me. You know how yeah. we're all in a circle, arm in arm, and the city players are all just sitting down, staring at the ground while Rado mm. was talking. That was for me. That stood out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. And it wasn't just for me the speeches, which I thought was uninspirational, as you're saying. But uh, we had gone to an extreme length in terms of the detail. So when you looked inside our change room there was believe everywhere there was mariner's livery everywhere the whole place was decorated we had clearly put in a lot of time into keeping the hype in the dressing room for our players and you know that then fits in with how monty was presenting what we're out there to do you look in theirs they haven't got a single decoration in there it's all gray lockers and so forth just so generic yeah. yeah it's just generic stuff in there they're playing chess um, in their fun times, not turning golf balls off each other's butt um, <laughs> in the previous episode. Sorry to digress. But it just seemed to me like there was no passion there, whereas our place was yeah. full of passion and that exactly. just played out on the pitch on the day as well. Because it's, it's all business, cold-hearted killers. Yeah. yeah. Fucking wankers. Which, even, you know, even maybe that pitch, wins though. premierships, but in the championship, I think on a day like this, you just have to have that little extra 5% mm-hmm. that comes out of your heart. Yep. Even like on the pitch though, before the game started, when we were sort of all there in a circle, you had Maxi Ballard, 
Benny, <laughs> Jason Cummings. Everyone, yeah. They, they were all really vocal. Yeah. Like there was leaders everywhere. Getting chills you're talking Cummings, about. Cummings, the, yeah. Look at all the fans, yeah. man. Look they're at all here, the fans. Yeah. They're, they're all here for us. For us. Yeah. I fell in love with him more and more after, I know. after that episode. Like oh. I loved him anyway and for what he's like accomplished here and how he's – you know, turned his uh, career around and his life around, you know, mm. according to him. But mm. for, for yeah, the way he acted mm. during the whole game, the pre-game, the post-game. The it Mad, was, Mad yeah. Monday was fun. Oh. Following on Instagram. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I love him. Love him. The uh, Another bit that got me actually was um, after the game, Monty with his uh, with his kids. Yeah. yeah. Yep. One was, of his kids picked 4-1. She almost got it. <laughs> yeah. There was a few moments there that got me. The, the one with Monty. Yeah, that one. Talking about his mum as well. Him and, and Cum Dog oh. yeah, talking about his mum. Yeah, Cum Dog. The him and Cum Dog yeah. one was funny, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Come back, come in, back a in two years. years. Yeah. I reckon it could be less than that, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> What's half of a million or half of two million? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if enough to get you through. Just yeah, saying, just, yeah. Just oh, I mean, you might get him a house in yeah, just outside Terrigal, maybe in Erina or something. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. The deposit, yeah. <laughs> the deposit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was such a good episode and, and, yeah, one of maybe the only, like you said, highlights of some of the coverage in that uh, this season has been the all-access the all access episodes. I, the, my only criticism is that I wish it went longer. Mm. You could have easily done an hour. Yeah, I think they should Get have done that. Get more of the pre-game well. in and, and – I understand the, yeah. the, the general regular season ones being that sort of bite-sized piece of content, that 25, 30 minutes sort of yeah. thing, but they should have been the at grandy? least 45 for the grandy. Yeah. yeah and I feel like there was a fair bit of fan content that they could have got in yep. to yep. that. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's just that I think that fan so content – So 100% us. It'll be 100% us is the yeah, fan content. Yeah, pretty much. One city fan. Pretty much, yeah. But that's what happened on the day. That would mm. represent what happened on the day and so that, you know – that would be my only slight disappointment was that we didn't really focus on what the fans did that day because, yeah, we did a lot. They mm. did absolutely all, but we did a lot and and we were good. So, And then the final highlight, the uh, post-game song. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> if, you, uh, if you haven't heard it, um, check it out. It's right at the end of last week's uh, Coast Football Ramble episode there as well, part yeah. one of the championship. Um, and for that to be led by Harry. Steely, yeah. Who, a kid who epitomises everything this club is about at the moment. He's such a coasty. He is. <laughs> I should have listened back to the interview when we had him on um, last season. Yeah. Um, on the ramble and um, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah, he's such a fucking coasty. I love, <laughs> love him. I love, love him. And but for and for and for for them though to use that song, which has sort of become obviously the you know the academy's mm. uh, celebration song for those that haven't been to Plume and after we have a win, uh, by the time you're halfway through the car park, you can hear the walls getting bashed and <laughs> that being well and truly belted out by all the boys. Mm. For for that to be belted out after a grand final win, mm. it's you know, the Academy song, how big a part, you know, the Academy's obviously played for him to lead it, for all the boys to get into it, mm. perfect. Mm. And also the fact that he had to do, was it five, <laughs> was it six? That's hilarious. It's probably almost the biggest one he's ever done. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, he would have he would have had to have done one bigger, which was yeah. an 8-3 win over Spirit back in 2020. Well, how's the memory for you? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was the first home game of the season as well. I can tell you that much. Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. What a what a perfect way to end. <laughs> There's a bit of synchronicity to that, really, isn't there? Yeah, it's good. Because oh, yeah. I, I think like that it. was one of Steely's first games in the first team as well. So there's a good chance he might have led it. It was either him or Hawley that mm. would have led it. So hmm, interesting. Perfect. 
Speaking of synchronicity, of course, as uh, as we keep harping on about, it has been 10 years uh, between drinks. Something that also happened 10 years ago, you guys might remember, a bit of a doco called The Code in our last grand final very, winning season. Which was very, good, my was, Yeah, great, great, um, great content from uh, Onion TV, the producers there. Something we have noticed uh, over the course of the season is uh, those guys that produce the code at Onion TV, they've been, uh, they've been hanging around a little bit and uh, filming quite a bit of content. Moz, I know that you've been involved quite heavily. <laughs> no. She's showing me, she's showing me straight out of the bus. <laughs> uh, yes, everything yes. he said, actually. Um, yeah, no, not on grand final day, but I'll leave that, st- I'll leave that for someone else to tell. But uh, prior to our home Adelaide game, I guess it was, then, uh, yeah, had a bit of contact from those Onion TV guys, wanted to just, uh, you know, get a bit of fan passion stuff. So did um, uh, have one of their guys at my place talking about old times and memorabilia and stuff like that and did get mic'd up at our home game um, that was a good time to be mic'd up too. May have even got some footage of me going ballistic and jumping on the poor couple in <laughs> front of me when we <laughs> scored. <laughs> but um, And maybe a little bit of um, talk after the game about um, how that made me feel, I, I guess. And then I discovered that uh, follow, following on from that, some of my cohort got, got their chance, which was nice. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and I were, uh, were mic'd up for the grand final as well. So... Um, my 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 post game interview might be a bit interesting because I was just in sheer disbelief at what <laughs> happened, so I didn't know what I was saying or how to feel or, no. <laughs> or what was going on. I was really trying to process everything, but um, yeah, I don't know whether there'll be any usable audio of me screaming for two hours straight, <laughs> 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 screaming, you know, screaming chants and then screaming, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what what we're trying to say is is that. Video was shot during the season, <laughs> which may or may not be used. Yeah, I mean, it started off as a just wait and see what will happen sort of thing, yeah. but I think um, the, the producers have probably realised that, um, shit, we might actually have to make something of this now. There might um, be something there. Yeah, so stay tuned. Well, the market was kind of, you know, fully soaked up by Access All Areas, so I think back mm. when I mm. uh, got involved there, then weren't really sure exactly how that was going to fit in with other things, etc. but... Um, he did jokingly that afternoon say to me, um, it'd help if you guys won the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> so, Can he be around every season? I was season? about to say, he has to come back every year <laughs> yeah. now, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. No, it should be pretty That's good our, content though because aside from the uh, wiring up and uh, stuff in the bay and mm. all of that stuff that was happening and at my place, then there was some footage of getting ready and pulling flags out of cars and all that sort of thing. So, so it should be a good piece for Mariners fans, I hope. Mm-hmm. During the week, Moz, uh, you heard from uh, from an old friend. <laughs> well, I did um, choose to try and fire up that old friend. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did send a text to Mike Charlesworth, just uh, saying congratulations, Mike. Long journey. Hope you've enjoyed these winning moments as much as the fans have. Uh, thanks for persevering. Everything you've done to make sure we were still here to experience this. He wrote, "Hi, Aaron. Good to hear from you." Some. Match, hey, that will go down in A-League history for sure. Even now, hard to comprehend. I think the only people not stunned are Monty, Surge and the players. Let's hope we can continue this form next season. I don't see any reason why not. 
Uh, I wrote a few things uh, trying to angle for getting him on this podcast, <laughs> um, but he wrote back to say he was flying out the next day. He was obviously here to watch the game and did enjoy it and, and it was kind of cool that he kept a low profile on that and everyone enjoyed that, you know, moment. But I still think he deserves a little bit of recognition there. Yeah. Um, and he finished with send everyone my best on the pod. Every club has its ups and downs and hopefully this next period we can stay on the up. Um, of course, I listen to the pods. Nothing has changed at my end. Ah, <laughs> legend. Thanks, Mike. Have we gone full circle? So, so shout out to Mike. And we gone congratulations. Full circle. Yeah, yeah. It feels like we kind of have. Oh, I mean, we really have as a club and as a as mm. a pod, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he he must feel similar. Well, I don't know, maybe slightly sort of difference of Sean because, I mean, when he took over, everything was such a positive on the field. Mm. But off the field, a lot of people and don't realise how bad it was it and was how close we like were to bankruptcy back then. Minutes or hours away from minutes, going yeah. under. Mm. Um, and, you know, so for, for him to step in and, and to save us when it was likely not going to happen, I mean, you have to give him, you have to give him some uh, or a lot of uh, credit for that. And, and, you know, obviously what followed, followed and it wasn't good. Um, for a number of reasons, which is probably about another 84 episodes. But I've, I feel like we've covered that in the recent years. Um, but <laughs> if you want to go back and listen to but that, yeah, good yeah. That. you're free there's, to do There's that. about 100 episodes of us crying every week. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for it to come out the other side for, for you know, I'm not 100% across how Richard came about it, but I think he they knew each other or Sean introduced them or some kind of intertwined thing, whatever it is. You know, for for Mike to basically say, "Look, I need to I need to walk away to a degree and to hand this over to someone else, and then to see what can happen." And Mike's still involved to some degree, from what we know, which is obviously good. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we sit here now, champions. How can yeah, mm. it's it's hard to. Hard to, hard to begrudge him. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, he needs to of, enjoy it too. Yeah, he, exactly. He went through shit. And he got abused. A Has lot. It, he got abused on this he, podcast, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he's poured a lot of his own money into yeah. the club at the end of the day um, to, to keep it afloat and to, you know, without that, we wouldn't be sitting here today. We wouldn't be sitting here champions today. Mm. No. And, and I think that he has probably said on this podcast a long time ago now that, that he was maybe a bit naive when he took on the process, <laughs> probably knew more than we did about how difficult things were at the club at the time, but nevertheless probably went into it a little bit naively. Um, but, yeah, I thank him for his perseverance because there must have been times during this, you know, Josh Rose and the A2 springs to mind as a possible time when he was wondering whether or not this was all worth, worth the it, yeah. million bucks or two million bucks a year that he was throwing at it that was seemingly not making any difference. So so we should all be very happy that he managed to stick that out, persevered with it, and and uh, he should enjoy this with us. Mm. Sure. Joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble Podcast is the man himself, the big chief, the big kahuna. It is Mariners CEO, Sean Millicam. Sean, how are you doing? Yeah, going really well. Jeff's going really well, and uh, the voice has recovered, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, sounding a little bit less husky than you have been over the last last week or so. It's, um, let's let's dive right in. I know uh, there's there's many that haven't really stopped the party, and we're definitely keeping the party rolling. But um, let's wind back the clock about a week and a half. Tell us your perspective. Your uh, walk us through the the grand final day from uh, from Sean's perspective. Yeah, I suppose I was I was pretty nervous on grand final day. Um, just because uh, 
I felt myself being pretty occupied with with other things. Um, you know, I went to my, uh, watch my kids you know, play soccer and just sort of almost just sort of delayed getting there. And uh, but yeah, the match day itself was uh, was just an unbelievable spectacle. And you know, it's just a, a moment in time and a moment in history that everybody would cherish forever. And I certainly will be one of them. That you know, till uh, you know, for, forever today, I'll always look back at that uh, at that day with you know, really fond memories. It was it was really really special. Have we celebrated enough? Because everybody's screaming for a street parade. <laughs> What's going on? No, we're going to keep celebrating this for buddy. Yeah, let's let's have twelve months of celebration. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's um, yeah, yeah, no, no, it's uh, it, it was a funny one because we sort of flew straight into the long weekend. Um, you know, players had their end you know, of season trips, you know, to get to and and uh, and international duties. Um, you know, with the players who were called international teams, uh, which was great. So, so yeah, it, it did all happen very quick. So, so we are uh, making sure that we plan some more when when everyone comes back. And you know, obviously, there's been some uh, some noise around uh, a nectar and, and and a few others sort of come that um, you know we might not get them all back, but we'll continue to celebrate. You know, we'll continue. I know council definitely wants to do do something special for the team, and um, and yeah, it's really important that we actually make sure that we we continue to to highlight just how special this was because it wasn't a normal grand final, it wasn't a normal you know um, you know championship win. This was something very very special that will get told many 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 times over. So, is there a badge in the works for next season's kit? There's got to be stars above the badge. It's a, it's an interesting uh, conversation that's that's been happening with the stars above the badge. The other um, the, the the championship medal on the centre chest uh, is another one. I know it's, I, I get back from holidays on Friday, and it's probably one of the first things on on the list um, is to uh, is, is to sign off on what that looks like. And I, I think what is also interesting is the um, you get to make the A League logo gold uh, and gold on yellow. I uh, wasn't too sure if that was going to work, but I've seen some images flick through, and it actually looks way better than I was thinking. So, um, so yeah, the uh, uh, next year's kit, which um, I believe we're aiming to launch very soon, first of July, uh, is uh, is the proposed date for us to to launch and, and show the world next year's kit. Sean, one of the things that I noticed um, and I still haven't got over and possibly won't be getting over anytime soon is the performance of Coasties at the grand final and I reckon that you've probably summed it up better than anyone else I've heard speak about it when you said something along the lines of um, didn't really know Coasties had that in them. Can you speak a bit more about that? I just like hearing you speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, look it, it was it was amazing and, and I, I almost um, – I feel sorry for everybody that was in it because you couldn't step back and look back into it. You know what I mean? It was, you know, being fortunate enough to um, to to be sitting on the uh, on the on the side and, and watch that all game. It was it was one of those that you did watch the crowd as much as you watched an amazing game of football. And um, and yeah, I think it's been building for a while with the active supporters. As as you know, you guys have been building a young culture and you know new faces that have come in there and I'm. I didn't believe there were some old, older heads that sort of came back that we hadn't seen for a while, but which sort of sort of you know, made it made it pretty special. But but it was, it was the young energy and the passion, and just seeing families you know totally get involved and totally buy in, and the sheer number uh, that that we came with was just the magnitude was something really special, and 
And yeah, yeah, I don't think it'll, it'll ever be forgotten. And yeah, of course, now is the hard work as to how many of those can we convert, you know, to um to be more rusted on fans. But but they must be they must be passionate rusted rusted on to be, you know, singing, dressing, dressed up, and as and as passionate as, as what that crowd was. Um, I, I always knew we had you know twenty thousand, twenty five thousand. The supporters that would come to a game, uh, but for them all to be so passionate and dive into it, that that was the part that was really exciting for me. Is there any truth to the rumour that um, the Yellow fans owned Combank Stadium before the Red and Black fans had actually got there? <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting that um, you know that we've won a premiership there and they haven't. Um, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, but uh, but what do you say? What do you say? It was you know uh, the, the the whole of Parramatta was was blue and gold, and and for football reasons, not rugby league reasons, which which I think was exciting and, and fantastic. And uh, again, you know that's that, that there's a, a a piece of Parramatta that's now going to be forever Central Coast, right? Um, yeah, which is just just amazing. You mentioned it there about how do we get all of them uh, into Central Coast Stadium next season and beyond. And I think that was one of the things that, that, you know, 10 years ago that the club probably didn't make the most of. What's what's your sort of very early thoughts about how we are going to go about that? Yeah, well, first and foremost, it is a matter of making sure we do the basics right, we get the simple things right, you know, we, we get the draw right, we make sure that there's, you know, there's there's no crazy um, things that, that, that get used um, to, to distract, right? Like, you know, when you just look at football in general and after the World Cup, which was such a glowing um, a moment, uh, and then we shot ourselves in the foot. So so let's make sure we don't sell, shoot ourselves in the foot first and foremost, uh, which is amazingly easy to do. Um, but, then, um, but then it's really about making sure what, what do we do with the data? We have been capturing data when I think of the Bring Your Mate Through the Gates campaigns. They, all are, uh, they are all about building our database and about understanding our demographic much better so that when we do market, when we go to market, whether it's digital uh, or, uh, or demographic-based marketing, it's, um, it, it, is, it is far more bang for buck. Um, and, and we are, you know, you would have seen we are launching a, a change to the way we're doing membership. This really came from uh, the mid-season forum that we had where we do know we've got 220,000 fans out there uh, but to only have you know five to six thousand members is is not a big enough conversion, and the feedback was about having a membership that wasn't um, you know totally locked into um, being able to get to every game. So so making sure we get this balance right between being a member, it's three dollars a month. Yeah, that becomes a, a, a Mariners member now. You just need to be in, be in there three dollars a month, and then your season ticket is a purchase that comes on top of that. Your members' discounts become purchases on top of that. So so being a member then unlocks these opportunities uh, to really grow and um, and for us to be you know, getting much better in really understanding this new audience that's coming through, how to appeal to these families. It is a lot. You know, I've, I've got four kids of my own and, and, it's, and it's not uncommon for my wife to say, oh, babe, we went last week, you know, it's raining, it's late. You know, it's a lot of pressure to, for her to, you know, come down with the four kids and, you know, and she's my wife, you know, and, and my kids to, to come every week is, is difficult. So I can imagine that that's something that we've got to really understand uh, more and more in, uh, in detail and how to make sure we really do maximise this fantastic opportunity that we've got. It, it's not easy. It's not just a matter of putting an ad in the paper and doing a radio ad anymore. It's actually really about making sure we, we really do have a compelling product and we continue to market it in the proper way. 
So speaking of all those uh, insights and data, et cetera, there was obviously some uh, key metrics that were set out when uh, when Richard took over the club. Um, how did we finish the season in your eyes with all of those metrics that were in place? Yeah, I think our, our highs were high, um, but you know, I'm probably still worried about some of the lows. I'm still not comfortable that we won't have crowds of 5,000 and I'd, and I'd like to be you know sitting here at the club and going, doesn't matter what the game is, doesn't matter what time slot is, we're going to have six or 7,000 crowds as our base because that is what we used to have. So so I am mindful of the of the bottom metrics uh, and the harder time slots that's there. We've got to lift those. And uh, But, yeah, but when it's on, it's on, right? Like, you know, the semi-final that was there and even the Melbourne City game uh, that was there, which was a fantastic night. Those numbers are, are well up. Um, you know, the database is, is going strong. And, you know, there's plenty to like in all that. Um, but um, but at the end of the day, it's it's whether the the conversion is really happening and and um, and yeah yeah so 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 building that real core base and and getting that that new crew to be part of the DNA of going to football games. It's actually what we're doing here is we're converting a whole community into into a football community. You know, it's no longer a rugby league heartland. And when you think of the young kids coming through, every young kid on the coast, they have to learn to swim, right? You know, we want to get to a point that every kid on the coast, well, they, they know how to kick a ball and they know that being a football person is about going to football games as well. That's that's part of uh, living a football life. And, and I think that we can we can sell that message better. We can continue to, to drive that into into the new audience and, and have young kids who – would have you know been cheering Man United or Man City you know um, yeah from when, from they're playing FIFA they can tell their parents hey this is what we've actually got to do we've actually got to go to the games and we've got to be vocal and we've actually got to participate and got to be part of our football club there's a there's a real message to start to just make sure that we've got this opportunity let's make sure everybody understands what the beautiful game is really about do you think we'll have more leeway now that we're champions to get some good uh, time slots or will they still not care. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do. I do. I definitely do. I think um, you know it's going to be congested now. The time slots because you've got to think that there's the the women's uh, coming in. They're 22 rounds, so so there's literally 12 games of football every weekend uh, that needs to have time slots allocated and and uh, and put in place. So so there there is a lot. Um, but um, but yeah, I do think that you know we, we'll get we'll get far more attention when it comes to speaking to the broadcaster. It was always about the broadcaster saying, "Hey, nah, come on, let's go Sydney and Wanderers," because because Mariners Jets isn't going to get enough attention. Whereas now that there's this clarity around uh, us being you know a, a a championship team and and you know we can convert to be everybody's second best team uh, yeah, across the country. Even Jets fans were going for it, for God's sake. So, um, so I'm, sure that, I'm sure the broadcasters are going to are going to appeal for that. Speaking of uh, speaking of the women's side, obviously coming into play next season, how's that all shaping up, and what's it looking like in terms of double headers, or will there be more sort of standalone games, or even triple headers with the MPL as well? Yeah, so we've just put in our submission as of yesterday. I had to take a little break from the holiday to make sure the submission got in. Uh, that was there. That actually um, yeah, spoke about a New Year's Eve doubleheader, spoke about F3 Derby doubleheader, spoke about you know, a pink round doubleheader uh, as, as three key events that, that we want to make sure uh, do happen. Uh, we have asked for, for about five doubleheaders in total. We feel that that's probably a right balance in regards to uh, exposing the, all the Mariners crowd to the women's game. 
but we also need to make sure that the women's game have got standalone events of their own, that you come to the stadium just to watch the women's, that builds their own fan base. That is that is important. Otherwise, you end up with these game days where where there's no one there and, um, you know, if the gates open when the girls are on and, you know, it gets a little bit um, disconnected. So, so we want our girls to be as entrenched in the community as what the men are. Um, and so, so yeah, that's that, that process has happened now. Triple headers, to be honest, hadn't ever thought about it until you mentioned it. So we'll see if we get the double headers <laughs> and attack on the triples. That's a, a, that's a big day of football. And it probably ties back to what I was saying before. If you truly got to pull off a, a triple header match, you need to have a community and a fan base that understands how important that is to actually go through that full day. You see it at Plume Park, you see people that will come to Plume Park and they'll watch football all day, you know, from the under-13s all the way through to first grade uh, that's there, which is great. And building that and getting that message out there more, uh, that's what we're here to do. Absolute lunatics that stay at Plume Park all day just to watch football, I've heard. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well... I'll, I'll be I'll be there on Saturday doing exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there on I'll be there on Sunday as well for uh, for twenties and first grade. But um, yes, one yes. Uh, one thing that has been mentioned across the socials actually, um, from a good friend of the show Isabel Pacer. Any plans to add plushies to the official merch? Uh, a few of us are actually dying to take home a, a little mini Marvin. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Sign me up. Where do I sign? Yeah, yeah. I'll take I'm ten. One of those, actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 that'll happen. And uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited to see uh, Marvin's next uh, adventures after securing our major sponsor. It was a nice bit of work. For that me. was actually a sensational bit of kit. That video, that was brilliant. Loved it. That's stuff he can do that no others can. Marvin is just one of a bajillion opportunities that must be, you know, on your desk at the moment that you're thinking about and going, wow, well, this is the range of things that we can do now that we're the A-League champions. What do you think is the most exciting opportunity we have at our disposal that we didn't otherwise have? Um, I think the most exciting opportunity is uh, just how much everybody in football in the country now understands us and now believes in us uh, that's there. I, I think that that... You know that game just showed you know exactly what we've been talking about on on this podcast for many years, and you know there was um, there was plenty of people who were sort of questioned, and uh, you know there was that Tom Smithy's article uh, of uh, of many moons ago mm-hmm. where um, mm-hmm. um, yeah where, where he questioned the identity, and and he even referenced that um, that I called him and abused him uh, straight after that, and I, <laughs> and I absolutely did, Good. and I and I knew I won the argument that day, and there was nothing that he could say. Yeah, that 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 you know would would prove that I was I was wrong in in what we're doing. Apart from the fact that he just didn't believe that we could, he just didn't believe that we actually could do what we were saying that we were doing. And and yeah, at the time we knew what the rebuild was about. We knew that you know it, it was about the academy and what was starting to come through. And and we knew that there were going to be players like Harry Steele. And I didn't even know you know Steele his name you know, uh, back then when it was sort of written. And um, that, that that becomes a really interesting shift. A moment for me when you think of uh, the perception of, of who we are as a brand, uh, what we stand for, what we'll continue to stand for now uh, forever in a day uh, is uh, is a shining light about how to do it properly. What was, this is just very off the uh, top of my head, but that article obviously, but what, what was the low point for you during the low years that's, you know, the complete 180 in comparison to like a week and a half ago? What was a point where you went, almost you know i'm almost going to walk away here or i'm done yeah i've been asked that question a lot and 
it's hard because there's, there's quite a few to pick from. Um, <laughs> I didn't agree. want to say that that was, yeah, that was there. Metamol's but... choice. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, like, like I think I've been sort of quite a few times here. You actually don't know you're in a dark time when you're in it. You know, it's not until you get out of it that you look back and go, yeah, wow. And and, and, and you guys know me pretty well. I'm, I've always been really positive. I've always believed and always been really driven to, uh, to get through whatever uh, hurdle was coming our way. Uh, definitely the... Um, the Perth game with the goalpost broke, and yeah, the kid was in the crowd with the with the AK forty seven, and yeah, that 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 was that was that was a low point in A League history, let alone just for us as a club. Mm. Um, yeah, that that was that was a that was a tough one where it just felt like everything was uh, was falling on us. Um, you know, the the eight two losses, um, both of them. Um, they actually just blur into one horrific nightmare for me in both of those. Um, I can't even tell you which one it was. One of those, I had a member storm up into the box and just literally abuse me. Yeah, and uh, uh, really gave me a big spray and, and I couldn't hide anywhere in the stadium. I, I went into this top little corner um, just to sort of sort of hide and someone bloody found me and he came and he gave me another spray. And, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, it was uh, – those things – those moments were tough going, you know, and, and, um, and you know, because cause nobody believed in, in, in what they were seeing and nobody believed at the time that we were – you know, we we're actually going to get ourselves out of it, and and it took a lot of, it took a lot of strength to, you know, to toughen up, get on with it, and focus on what was in your control. Um, you know, we can't control as administrators what happens, you know, on the field, and you know, whilst we rely on them, it's it's our job to to just provide a framework for them to be at their best, and uh, and um, and and this year we've 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 hopefully done that. What do you think was? Or was there a, a particular point in time where where you could identify? Yes, the tide is turning. What was a turning point, if there was one? Yeah, um, look, again, they're, they're all slow, sort of grinds and burns. But the first time for me that I felt it was was actually down at Valentine Park when Monty uh, and those lads went on to win the uh, NPL Two title. Uh, that was there, and that that's uh, you know, going in extra time against all the Tigers, and and then just spanking them. Like the, when when I looked at the grand final that we just played, and I think of that NPL final, mm. once they got there and they just went on with it, and they just they couldn't stop scoring. Um, and uh, I think Hatchie Hatchie got a double in that one. I think Hatchie got a double. Yeah, McCarthy yeah. got a double. Yeah, Allo scored it. from the spot, and Maxi Ballard yeah. scored the equaliser in the 90th minute uh, to send it to extra yeah. time. Yeah. I was just about to say that because I, I remembered it as clear as, clear as what you did. <laughs> but um, but no, no, for me, that was that was the first time I sat in the grandstand and went, wow, this is what the Mounders look like when we're winning. This is what the Mounders look like uh, that's successful. And, and it was really obvious then that, that you know, the, the coach and the coaching staff and those players, they weren't scarred the way that others had been. They didn't have the same, you know, mentality that, oh, well, it's just the Mariners. You know, they, they, they absolutely did not use anything for an excuse, no matter what training field they had to train on, whatever, you know, uh, effects that they had to endure because of players being moved up and down uh, from first grade. Nothing phased them, nothing, you know, changed. And Monty and Serge, for me at that time, I looked at it and went, there it is. That's that's what we're looking for. And let's just keep talking about that and, and let that spread like wildfire through the club. And that's exactly what it has. And absolute credit to, to Monty and Serge and, and all the football staff and players that were in and around it. You know, I remember giving you know, Steely a massive hug you know, just after grand final and it was like, man, can we actually believe 
you know, with, with the journey that, that you we've know, both been at the club for a long time now and, and look at this, it was, it was unbelievable. And, yeah, so, so that's my moment. I sort of most stands out to me that, that I saw something really change. So now I guess with where we're at, there's, there's you know, obviously been a lot more investment uh, put into the club with Richard here and, and it, now is it a case of, well, what do we do, you know, what do we need to do to have to stay here? Is 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 it, you know, sort of earmarked that we're going to have to spend another X, Y, Z to be able to stay where we are? Or, you know, is, is it a case of, well, we've won the championship on, on you know, having the lowest budget in the league, et cetera, and, and, you know, sort of that's all right? Or is it a case of, you know, we have to go to a next level now to stay where we are? Yeah, look, I, I definitely took the mentality on match day that I wanted to learn uh, you know, I wasn't been involved in grand finals before and been been around big events. I, I really wanted to take note and learn, yeah, and took the approach of what can we take out of today, regardless of result, that we'll make sure that we'll do better next time, um, and and just keep that mentality within the club that yeah, football is always changing, football clubs are always moving, yeah, they, they never stay still and it's always it's always a, a fluid situation. So. Uh, but keeping our core beliefs, keeping our core uh, parts of the club, and then adding on to it becomes everything. And you know, it's, as as much as um, yeah, the, the additional resource that which is uh, as broad has been great. It's about making sure, like always, every dollar is a smart dollar. Every dollar is put in the right space uh, for the right reasons and spent in the right way. And and that continues to be an ethos of the club, uh, both on the pitch you know, with their rostering and also off the field for the resourcing. So. I, th- I think if we generally change that, we will be in trouble. I, I, I obviously was at the Wanderers and I saw the changes that happened after they succeeded. I saw the changes that happened after they had a heap of money to buy everything that they needed, every resource, every football field, every you know, thing that was there. And and and, um, and and they lost it. They lost a lot of their heart and soul and spirit. And they're forever trying to claim that back. And and almost if you look back into into uh, our history as well as we moved to the center of excellence um it probably wasn't as effective as we had hoped um you know with with the training facility that we had so so it's always about making sure that you're aware of of who you are and and, and what the dna is and and any changes are just adding on to a successful formula uh not trying to chase a, a golden goose and and totally revolutionize things now, this is one I think you might like. This is one that's coming from the ccmfans.net forum from uh, Ben 10. If and or when the Mariners get a championship beer made for us, who would you want it made by and what would it taste like? Oh. Oh. Wow, that's <laughs> that's exciting. Now he's interested. Well, <laughs> now he's interested. Well, After 25 minutes, now we've got him. <laughs> well, for starters, why should there only be one? Um, <laughs> Great cool. point. Yeah. Yep. If you know, it's either you know one for every day of the week or one for every player uh, that's there. I think I think there needs to be a range. Oh, uh, a range named is, after the players. Yeah, at least six. The Cummings IPA. Yes, <laughs> Cummings oh. cider. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, there is a cum dog. Uh, sorry, cum dingo shot. Uh, that's um, that is a special to your drifters. Wolf, I'll, I'll 
I'll, I'll share the secret with you one day. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take that offline. A um, couple of suggestions around the beer is um, Ads has said it'd have to be 6.1% surely. Um, and um, Andrew Thurban says it'd be brewed from Jamison's Bitter Tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, having some Jamison in there might be a nice sort of, uh, you know, you know <laughs> addition uh, in there. Don't mind that. But, um, but you, you said 6.1%. Uh, but isn't it the worst day of the home team? So shouldn't it be more like 16%? 16%. You know what? I'm into it. Yeah. Oh, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so anyway, I am I, I owed to, uh, to put, put on a beer tour for everybody. So maybe we uh, yes. get every brewery. On the coast to make their mariners beer, oh. and uh, we'll put a beer tour on, and we'll go, and we'll go check them all out in one day. Time out. Let's, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll, I'll, I am on board. First name on the bus, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean. I do just want to say, mate. Of course, on on behalf of all of us here on the pod, um, and everyone else out there as well, all the listeners. Um, You've been absolutely immense over the years, mate, and um, all, the, all the flack that you've put up with, all the hard work behind the scenes, mate, we can only say uh, thank you, a huge thank you. Huge. Uh, cheers, guys. It, it, uh, it really does mean a, mean a heck of a lot, and I think I've said it before, but, you know, um, Boise, you said to me that you, you really uh, hope that when this club is successful that, that I'm here to enjoy it, and here we are, you know, which is great, you know, so... Um, you know, none of this happens without you guys, like like as well. It's everyone's got their part to play, and the and the fans, and you guys keeping everybody believing in this club is 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 is, is what this has all been about. So, um, and now we um, yeah, now we turn the page and look forward. I'm, I'm so excited about the future. I'm so excited about AFC Cup, and uh, I did see. I think I I think I saw it correct that Bali FC is. Uh, as one through, so they're a possibility now to be in a... Yes. So, um, so yeah, yeah, 24th of August, circle the date, that's when the draw happens uh, for, for AFC Cup. And, um, you know, so, so how, how can we not get more excited about the future and and, uh, and take this whole community on, on another exciting journey? It's um, uh, it's definitely worth worth living for, that's for sure. Yep, I remember saying those words uh, to you, mate. And I, I, I remember it was a very cold yep. Thursday night at Mingara. You'd only just started. It was myself and one other person uh, yep. who I won't name, but we uh, caught up for a beer. And, uh, I mean, yeah, from day one, mate, you know, you've been nothing but more than helpful, more engaged with all the fans. And, and yeah, so a huge uh, thanks. And, yep, I'm very glad um, we got to see that through, mate, and you were here to enjoy it. So, well done. Let's do it again next year, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Yeah, with added Asia. <laughs> Every year. <laughs> uh, Sean, mate, I know you've got to, I know you've got to rush, um, so we will let you go. Thank you once again. Uh, your time is always greatly appreciated. Uh, thanks again for joining us on The Ramble this week, mate, and um, we'll catch up very soon. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Chance. Really appreciate it. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, with the Australia Cup, the Women's Team, AFC Cup, new season, all exciting. And now we get to add a beer tour in that as well. I'll, uh, I'll make sure that that definitely happens. Oh, a thousand percent. Done. No worries, bud. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, guys. Thank Love you. you. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, guys. Bye. It is, of course, that time of the week where we answer your questions. And thank you all so much for your submissions uh, over the last couple of weeks. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the CCM 
fans.net forum. Uh, we have some to catch up on from last week as well, uh, as well as, of course, all the new ones flooding in this week. We'll get through as many as we can. Um, apologies if we don't quite reach yours, um, but um, as the uh, as the light fades here at the Centre of Excellence, we, uh, we do need to eventually get out before we get locked in. Uh, Lee Henry this week on Facebook asks uh, or says, we've already lost some significant names from this year's squad. How is scouting looking for plugging those holes for next season? Um, and also, how are we going for signings in our women's side? Will we be bringing in a few names uh, or will we be following the same model as the men and bringing them in young and building future Matildas? Uh, let's start with the, the losses from this year. I mean, there's only one that's official so far in uh, in Nectar Triantis. And two more that we know of. Yeah, I mean, one's the worst-kept secret yeah. <laughs> in the history of transfers. You know, obviously, yeah. Jason Cummings' much-mooted move to uh, to the Indian Super League. Yeah. Uh, another team called the Mariners, so there's some synchronicity there. Love it. Um, I thought they were like a roll. Bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Mohan Bagun. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, it's worth a try. Play on, play on. <laughs> and then the other loss is, uh, in my opinion, I'll be very sad to see it go, but not going to be as significant. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's those are the only real three that we know of. I'm, I'm I'm pretty confident that yeah, I think sort of we said it last week that we'll we'll keep the majority. We yeah. might lose four. I think four is what we're looking at losing. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. max. Mm. Yep, and you know, two of them will be a loss in in Triantis and Cummings. Yeah. Um, one, as you say, very sad to see uh, this this player in particular go as as president of his fan club. Mm. Um, but um, you know, it's it's that's football, my showbiz, you know. That's business, mm. unfortunately. Mm, yeah. mm, mm. Um, but yeah, the boys love it here, and um, yeah, the vibe in the squad is absolutely sensational. So that's um, a big, big thing keeping them all here. In terms of uh, plugging those holes for next season, well, I think um, you know, we we can look to academy as well. Uh, with with Triantis going, it opens up a big, big opportunity for uh, someone like Cam Windus to step mm. up. Who I think um, is at that age and that stage of his development now, where he does need to make that step up. Yeah, and he's he's got obviously minutes scarcely. Mm. Um, obviously started that final in Adelaide uh, last season, so yeah, you know yeah. he's, he's he's had his moments in those sort of big games. He played in Mudgee um, too. He started next to Dan Hall in Mudgee. He did, mm. yeah. So he's yeah. I think you're right. He's, he's at the point now where it's, it's either make or break. Yep, and I think um, it's going to be make. Honestly, I rate yeah. this kid. He's I like him. Fucking dominates at yeah. NPL level. Yeah, and I he's, like he's him. Solid. He just needs to get minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Needs, needs, needs to get needs to get consistent minutes in the legs. Yep. And then you know we potentially have another uh, Triantis on our hands because that's what happens yep. when you blame. Yeah. And apparently also looking at bringing in a 19 year old centre back from uh, Sydney's academy there as well. Another mm. one that's uh, making the move up the freeway from from an academy down south. Or we stole another one. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, very similar style player to Triantis as well. This guy coming in. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that shapes up. Uh, in terms of signings for uh, for the women's side, I think Sean mentioned it uh, a little bit earlier. You know, things are, are starting to ramp up a bit in that space and uh, will continue to do so uh, over the next uh, next few weeks. So I think the draw is going to be announced, um, I think it's in August. It's usually in September. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. Also good to have a longer season coming in for the women after what they only play, what, 12 games a season last season and yeah, seasons before. <laughs> yeah, finally. yeah fi- finally a proper home and away yep. season for, for the women's, obviously with us coming in to round that out. So, it's um, yeah, it's great. I'm looking forward to, to getting down and bonus football. Absolutely. Things you'll love to see. Double header on New Year's Eve potentially. 
Extra Mariners. Extra Mariners. Extra, extra. Extra time to drink beer. Yeah, we could do extra, extra Mariners. We yeah, touch on that in, <laughs> yeah. in the future. <laughs> in the past. No, it's already well, happened. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we've past, already spoken about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Remember when we spoke? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, the magic of podcasts. <laughs> Uh, Todd Brunton says, roof over the bay and can we start the next season already? Love you. Uh, love you too, Todd. Yes. And uh, yeah, why not? Sure. <laughs> Let's do a crowdfund. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. where there is a roof? Plume Park. <laughs> you know what season is currently underway? Plume Park, the NPL. That's true. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just uh, a uh, quick little whip around. Yeah. Shake the uh, tin. Shake the Get tin. a few loose bucks in there. And uh, I mean, how much can it cost really? Just a, just a roof over one one bay. Just build it like a giant carport. <laughs> Basically, yeah. don't don't we want a well like a sort of a shed? Don't we want um don't we want uh, safe standing as well though, or unsafe standing oh, depending on how much alcohol percent. is on the bus? <laughs> I, I think I think unsafe standing is a good name for it because it's definitely what it is. <laughs> it's and very dangerous standing. <laughs> yeah, get off the monkey bus. <laughs> Uh, Gavin Springett says, can we call it another second half North running win? Now, Gavin, uh, the other week mentioned um, before the Adelaide semi-final that he feels like most games that we run North in the second half, we tend to win. And it proves so in the Adelaide semi-final and it proves mm-hmm. so again on grand final night. And True. How good was it to get four goals in four. front of the active support oh, as well? <laughs> incredible. Yeah. yeah. A good uh, trivia question for future. It is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if I do ever get, you know, a spare seventy-eight days, and I'll uh, I'll go back through the history of it and see <laughs> how that uh, sort of statistically shapes up. But um, yeah, it'd be a bit of a bit of a task. But yeah, uh, Matthew Brewster on Twitter says attracting quality players to the club will be so much easier now. So many selling points, uh, a well-respected and proven manager, a supportive club. Happy quality players, uh, winning culture, location, and a fan base that hopefully grows larger. What a contrast to the dark years. Discuss. Mm, the muse were dark. The complete opposite now. The muse were dark. I mean, yeah, it's all it's all very positive, but it's hard not to get concerned around right when Monty goes. Likely Sergio will go, and from speaking to a few people, Sergio will refuse to work with another coach. Mm. Um, they are a duo, yeah, and he doesn't, deal, yeah. and he doesn't want to be a head coach. From yeah, what, no, yeah, from yeah. what I've been told, or from what we've heard, he mm. wants to work with Monty wherever he goes. So, when Monty goes, uh, Sergio will then go, and then, um, yeah, the concern is what is the attraction? Is the attraction the Mariners, or is the attraction Monty and Sergio? So it's both, really, isn't it? You know, I think um, which is which is where club culture comes into it, right? Yeah. Because it's if it's if it's a club ethos that that's this is how we operate, then it's fine because it should be the same no matter what. But if it goes when Monty and Sergio go, mm. then we're in trouble. I think um, the people that we've got in place there at the moment will go a long way to ensuring that continu- continuity of club culture. Um, and, and making sure that, that sort of rolls all the way through, you know, through the academy and everything like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not too concerned about losing that if if and when, you know, Monty mm. eventually goes. Yep. Too early, Luke. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> just saying. Bring the mood down want, a bit. I'll get um, worried about that too, but I'm not getting worried about it just yet. After the beer I want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that um, – 
I don't think that we're like losing Monty and Serge when they go. They will inevitably go if they continue on this trajectory. Then it could be sooner. Hopefully, they won't continue quite on this level of trajectory. Or maybe I hope that we do. Um, and they will go. And I feel like we've worked really hard since. Um, Shout out to Paolo since we had a club that where, you know, the coach dictated to the club how we did recruitment, uh, who we would target, the way we would target them, the process that we would have for signing them, mm. um, all of that kind of stuff that that was in the bad old days. I feel like we have worked hard and changed all of that so that it is a club philosophy, it is a club culture and it is a club process rather than it's Monty's process and Serge's process. And while they're, they are obviously key in our process – um, I don't think they're the only thing in our process anymore. So I do think we can bring in a coach and there's a set of, you know, Mariner's principles that apply to that. It's not like you just come in here and you take over the place and you tell the CEO how we run the company. It just doesn't <laughs> yeah. work like that like it probably did back then. Mm. Um, so I feel confident that we'll be okay and I also feel confident that you're never taking the Mariners out of Monty and Serge. Mm. That'll yeah. be our contact. That'll be our European contacts. We, we will always them. have a guide to Portuguese and Spanish um, football links, etc. Uh, thanks to Serge, um, because he's now part of a permanent family of legends um, mm. that we've accumulated. So, so I feel okay about it. And don't you bring it up again for at least <laughs> two years? <laughs> right? I'll put it on the back burner. <laughs> but while, while while we're on it, uh, of course, we say you know build the statue when it comes to Monty. Build the one of Surge right there as well. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Definitely yeah. goes underrated. And that's how he wants it. Mm. He doesn't want, he doesn't want the he adulation. He doesn't want any yeah. of the plaudits. And mm. I'm sorry, Serge. Yeah, but <laughs> very, very humble. You're getting man. them. <laughs> you're getting them. You're getting them. And you're getting them a lot. Because, yeah. yeah, he's yeah played a huge role in what we've accomplished, not only in the academy, but in obviously in the league too. It's mm. it's it's huge. So Genuinely top man as well. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Dwyer on Twitter says, Hi, guys. Hi, Glenn. Initially, I was disappointed the ACL qualification criteria had changed, but I am now of the opinion that the AFC Cup is a more realistic competition for us to be involved in. I'm sure we'll be very competitive in this comp. Thoughts? Fucking oath. Yeah. I'd agree. You think sure. so, yeah. I mean, the only bad thing is that there's no drunk ACL game two days after the grand final this time around. <laughs> Like there was last time, and a win. Like that's all. That was almost as impressive as the yeah, grand final win. Yeah, yeah. You fly over to Korea and play this multi-million-dollar star-studded team yeah. with a bunch of ex-tradies that have been on the piss for the last forty-eight hours and turn them over. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Such, an, such an Aussie thing to do. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's uh, that's one for the history books. That one. A hundred percent. I think we'll give it a really good shake. Hundred percent. We should. Mm. Yeah. And it's it's just my only concern is about how some of these teams are going to play against us. We, I, you just mm. know it's. It's going to be park 11 players behind the ball, yeah. protect the box mm-hmm. and play on the counter, scrap one and then go back to what they were doing. Will, will <laughs> we care 20 beers in? No, not if, not if <laughs> you're in Bali. Which is, which is Bali what FC. I thought what Glenn was going to say because I just saw a notification pop up when I saw his comment. I thought what he was going to say but now he's come to the reality that he prefers that we're in the AFC Cup mm, than in yeah. the ACL. Mm. And I can see that line of thinking now because, you know, as much as I want to go to Japan and Korea and all of those other, you know, footballing darling nations, mm. um, 
Come on, Bali. I'm, come on, I'm come buzzing, on, Bangkok away. I'm buzzing for Bali away. Can you imagine some of the boys oh at Bali God. away as well? Like stealing. Imagine, some, imagine some of the Aussies we could get that don't even like football to the game. Like. Yeah, oh, imagine the, the crowd. The post the post game function is going to be unreal. I'm not sure where it is yet. But the only disappointing thing about the being in the AFC Cup over the ACL is um, no Thai teams. So we can't do Bangkok away. No Bangkok away. Oh. <laughs> but I'm disappointed. I was, I was that a there's no. Disappointed. I actually got gifted a, uh, a a jersey of a, a third division Thai team the other week, just randomly. My 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 partner uh, was over there and uh, she brought it back and she's like, "Yeah, I got given this." I was like, "Sick!" It's like mm. a Thai udon FC or something. The most surprising part about that is that there is a third division in Thailand. <laughs> yeah, and they have pro rel. Well, they were relegated last season. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> well, Couldn't be my club. <laughs> <laughs> that's disappointing. You yeah, know, the game, Cow Sand Road. It just sounded like a good time to me. Yeah, but I mean, we do have the might of, uh, as you say, Bali and uh, and Guam. Uh, There's still Cambodia. There's a possibility of Cambodia and, and yeah. North Korea as well. So uh, North Korea away. Let's North go. Korea away. <laughs> <laughs> what an explosive away trip that would be, huh? Okay, let's go. Kim Jong-un FC. Better apply for our visas now. <laughs> There's a, they're not letting anyone in. What? I've already had a look. Come on. How dare they? You have to try and sneak across the border. Sure. I know what guy. Go wrong. I know what guy. <laughs> Is he a dictator? <laughs> Myanmar was the other one as well, but there's a uh, there's a very strict do not travel <laughs> place for yeah, Myanmar yeah. at the moment. So, tell um, you what, I'm start I'm starting to have maybe second thoughts about <laughs> if it's a good thing that we're in this other competition. Uh, Falls of Bali. That's the only place we can go. It sounds like we'll be lucky to get out alive, let alone play a game of football. <laughs> what a way to go out, bud. Yeah. <laughs> good times. Oh, looking forward to it. Yeah. Win one nil, can't make it back over the border. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine winning at North Korea away and trying to, trying Never to coming get out home. Of the country. Yeah. Oops, we lost your visas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Al on the CCMfans.net forum makes a, makes a bit of an interesting point here. Uh, he says, uh, was selling Garanquel and cutting loose Roos and Aongo the key to unlocking the attack? Uh, Benny was only playing 45 minutes and was getting subbed early because he wasn't uh, hitting form, um, but also because he couldn't get into the flow of playing a whole game or even close. Um, Silvera was sort of drifting in and out of form as well um, and uh, was quite often a sacrifice uh, when when uh, Caltech was getting sent off there. So, um, <laughs> you know, Qual was often relied on too heavily, seen as our saviour, and, and do you feel that, um, you know, that sort of unlocked the key when we when he did move on and when we cut Roos and, and Aongo uh, to, to free up Tulio and, and Cummings and uh, Silvera and Benny to do their bit. I think he's onto something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, there's substance in this. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, Roos, Roos looked good for a few games and, and yeah, to his credit, did pop up with a couple of important goals here or there, the double at Wanderers. Mm-hmm. Um, that night was really good and, and yeah, just unfortunate that it didn't work out. But I think I think it was – I want to say it was MacArthur away. He had a shot that went he, out for He had a – That and was, it, it went out right yeah. in front of us and he was – did he come off the bench? That game or did he start? I think he I think, came off the bench. I can't remember, but he wasn't good. However many minutes he played, he wasn't oh, good. And man. I think that was the game where I went, mm, that maybe was, it's that not going to – That was the gonna, end of Michael Roos. Maybe I think, it's not going to work. Yeah. So yeah. – um, unfortunate, 
But shame, um, Lo- lovely dude. Like all the boys, he was, he was yep. obviously there on the pitch after the game. Yeah, Does he, he get a, a medal? Uh, I think he would. Yeah, I potentially. Think he would. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunate that it didn't work out, but. It, things obviously worked out for us in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, um, we got a pretty decent swap deal out of that with Theo Harris and Wenzel Hall yeah. both coming up. So. Yeah, mm. and, you know, I, I think um, yeah, the Kowal thing, it was it was that was the million-dollar question was how almost how are we going to win games when he goes because that was the weapon off, you know, the bench that we were relying on and, yeah. Or is he right and that that's what allowed those players to – feel the space mm. to be able to yeah. step up. Because, that was the challenge, yeah. Yeah, because like Sammy in particular um, really stepped up in this last section when there was sort of like an open role there for who's going to break the game Marco, open. Then he grabbed Marco it, Marco. Well. We we talked about this a bit. Um, what are we going to do after Qual? We talked about Maresh and we see his form now rising as it was. He had an assist in one of the Adelaide games, scored in the grand final. Mm. Looks like he's back. So... Yeah, I, I think that possibly it has. It certainly hasn't done – it didn't do any harm to not have that reliance on Garang uh, as the season closed because uh, instead that versatility that we had at the front was unstoppable. Yeah, and you could see the impact that then Benny could have when he could play some more minutes. And, mm. and early on in the season he wasn't great. Like he definitely didn't pick up where, where he, he left, left off, off last season yeah. where he was really good and then this season was pretty rough at the start probably up until after Christmas and then he was still hot and cold here or there. But in the last probably two months or so, he's, he's really stepped up and mm-hmm. obviously made a huge impact when it mattered in the grand final. And, yeah, I think I think just maybe, yeah, that that ease of knowing, oh, I'm not going to be dragged off after 45 or an hour here. I can actually get on and, you know, play a few more minutes and make an impact or play the full 90. Mm. Yeah, definitely made a difference. So which it's, it's weird to say, well, you know, potentially losing Kowal made the difference but maybe it did a lot of a lot of people sort of look back at that and there were people pointing to that being a a point where we started suffering a a downturn i disagree um because the first game after he left we won four nil against adelaide at home Mm. um and then we had international duty for triantis and a couple of others and suspensions um, suspensions as well Uh, i think that was way more of a factor than losing qual and now our game changer is our left back Apparently. So, <laughs> super sub. Go figure. How good was he, by the way, well, uh, yeah. in the uh, in the Morris Ravello tournament? The yeah. Ollie Roos game, the assist he got for the first goal. It was such a typical Farrell so thing. So faz. Be, be read, more faz. Read the play, step up, yep. win the ball in that sort of like that 50-50 area. You know, little one-two. Makes right. And the Very, ball he played in behind was not something we saw a lot mm. this season. It was a really good run, but the ball in was perfect. A mm. little bit perfect. reminiscent of um, his assist to Twilio for the halfway goal against the Jets mm. earlier in the season where he won the ball in, in that sort of 50-50 contest. And, and also, yeah. Yeah. didn't didn't it, wasn't there one uh, maybe last year with Cummings at the front uh, out at Mudgee, similar type of scenario, yeah. running into the channel like that? that which was, So it's a thing. Yeah. He's very good at reading yeah. a play. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the weight of those balls has got to be spot on, and they were. Yeah. Um, He's always been like that as well. Yeah. Like, he is doing what players seem to do under Monty at the moment and getting to that next level and grabbing mm. hold of that big time and, um, you know, reaching for the next level kind of thing. Got to hope yeah. we hold on to him for another year. Yeah. yeah. But he's just bought a new car, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is to stay here and pay off his car. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, LG on the forum. I think that might be uh, Lockie Gracie, actually. I'm just guessing. But um, if it is, shout out Lockie. Um, how good was it sending that Swat Jameson out a loser? I'm never <laughs> going to stop writing that. Awesome. That's a great wave to be on. <laughs> Still a pain in the ass on grand final day. My team would have been, oh, team Get out. Leave the building now. The club should get um, the head cutouts of that fucking image of him on the bench. <laughs> 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 yeah. there, are, there are a few people on, on social media actually giving him uh, giving him credit for his post-game speech where he's like, oh, you know, full credit to the Mariners and blah, blah, blah. Because he knew he had to do that. He knew he had to do that because if he didn't say that, he was going to get wrecked. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even more so than what he did. Mm. His teeth are still hurting from how gritted they were when he said that. Yeah, so good. Even on even on the A League posts, I think they did they post oh, that bit. Shredded. It was like a thirty second. Yeah, yeah. He, all the comments. The like, only people sticking up for him are fucking and, City fans. Yeah, and there's about three of them, so you don't even see it. Mm. Uh, interesting news just breaking here. Apparently, our mobile to Western Sydney Wanderers is uh, is a thing. I Ooh. didn't see that the other day. Hmm. Mm. There you go. They love a good big name signing. It's not <laughs> seemingly going for them yet. But yeah, well, I saw they're, they're, they've been linked to a, uh, a Turkish international, 32 or 33-year-old Turkish international who's currently playing at uh, Udinese in uh, in Italy. Um, so we'll, yeah, we'll, see right. him, we'll see him at MacArthur in two years. I'll, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see your over, I'll see your lazy overage 32, 33-year-olds Turkish international and raise you a Maxi Ballard and a Josh Nisbet. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, speaking of Josh Nisbet, Ryan on the ccmfans.net forum says, when will Josh Nisbet get the respect he deserves? Bet now, hopefully. Should be now. Mm. I feel like he's, he's there's been a few conversations you know, about Australia when, <laughs> um, but there's a lot of, there's a fair bit of competition in that spot with other players that are playing at a pretty good level too. Like, you look at you know players like your Jackson Irvines, your Connor Metcalfs, those sorts of players that are uh, you know not not exactly the same style as Niz, but playing in that midfield sort of position. Aaron Moy, all those sorts of guys that are they're still getting pretty regular minutes for um, for their clubs over in Europe at you know sort of pretty big clubs. It's it's going to be hard for him to crack that, but he's got um, age on his uh, side, and you know I I just I just hope that a club in Europe, comes and snaps him up and they go and take a gamble like we did and they can see um, how it can pay off uh, for them. Because I, I remember I, I had a conversation with him like halfway through last season, I think, when I saw him at Plume. Mm. And I think in that off-season before that, he went on a couple of trials and they all went well. And then the one thing that they all come back with was that, oh, he's just not the right size. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Like... Mm. Why is this the still a thing? Of, the amount of times that it works to his advantage as well. Yeah. yeah. For, like for, I know for, pace and power is important in modern football, but in certain positions, mm, mm, mm. in the position that he plays in, it, you don't need that necessarily. No. Like if you can make it work, just look at him every, every single week, eight, eight, or, eight or nine out of ten or ten out of ten. Like mm. he's, yeah, I just, I really hope a club takes a gamble on him. I mm. really do. I know we're going to do season ratings, but I think Niz is my... I did pretty season. ease up there for me. Yeah, yeah, I think there's there's a stat around the win percentage when he doesn't play, and yeah. it's absurd. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I hope uh, I hope an overseas club, yeah, as you say, comes in for him. Not this year though. Give him another year. Or yeah, maybe one, club more. Man. one more. One, one, one more. more year. One, one more. Five more years. <laughs> Imagine sign him up. One club man. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. That'd be amazing. 
He's well loved, so why not? Yeah. Man, he's already cracked 100, 100 yeah. games. He I mean, keep going, mate. Mixed, really. I want him to get an opportunity too, but mm. he I don't deserves really, it. Don't he really deserves want it. him to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite happy for him to stay here, be unrecognised, and continue to control the way we do stuff. Mm. Mm. But I hope he gets a shot. Mm. And just before we go, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, Paddy Goodwin, uh, who is a <laughs> an absolute legend. Lads, have a look at this photo from a nightclub in Newcastle over the weekend. It's right in the center of Newcastle, <laughs> right in the middle. Of oh my a god! Mosh pit. I'm impressed. Yeah, <laughs> with uh, big Mariners scarf hoisted above his head. Can we post uh, that, that on the podcast? Um, absolutely, getting that up on impressive. socials. Paddy, you absolute weapon. Good on you. Oh, fucking champion. Brilliant. That's almost almost as good, if not as good as uh, was it one of the first times we played the Wanderers um, at home and sorry at. Central Coast, and they had like the full six bloody bays or whatever. Yeah, yep. And there was just that one guy in a Mariner <laughs> shirt at the very front of the RBB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that man's got the biggest balls in the universe. <laughs> but that that's up there. That's, that's right up, up there. there. No, yeah. that's fantastic. We'll share that across the socials. Um, yeah, shout out, Patty. Yeah, weapon, mate. Good on you. <laughs> Well, that is about all we have time for on this week's instalment of the championship winning ramble. Oh, it never gets old saying that. Session two. <laughs> two Complete. Of, yeah. <laughs> two of many. Um, we've got, uh, yeah, we've got um, hopefully a few different sort of content pieces to come across the off season. So um, stay, stay in the loop, stay informed, stay in tune. Um, but, uh, of course, until next time on the ramble, fellas, absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Always. Hey, can people still send us money? Are <laughs> <laughs> you a bit sure? When, well, yeah, literally. But when, when they sign up for memberships, is that still an option? Oh, uh, I don't know because memberships haven't opened yet. Uh, okay. Memberships well, open for renewal on the 19th of June. If the option is there to flick us a tenner, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go into our wages. Zero, no, zero yeah. times zero is zero. Yep, still. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, zero times ten is still zero. Uh, but, of course, until next time on The Ramble, listeners, thanks all so much for tuning in, as always. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Love you. See you. Bye. Ha, 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 ha.